Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Chris shares don't sweat wisdom to help you achieve greater mental health, self-compassion, and better communication with family, friends, and coworkers. Listen in and learn simple ways to live your most vibrant life of joy. Introducing the new You Can Be Happy training course, presented by New York Times bestselling author and podcast host, Christine Carlson of the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series. Based on the early work of Dr. Richard Carlson, this digital course is designed to help people lead better, happier lives. In this five-module video course, you'll learn the five principles that will change how you live your life and improve all of your relationships. Get ready to improve your life in all ways, from your career, at home, to your health and well-being, and in all of your relationships. Based on the legacy work of Christine's late husband, Dr. Richard Carlson, that has helped millions of people all over the world lead happier, more fulfilling lives, this course will help you stress less and enjoy more. If that sounds good to you, head to our website at happinesstrainingcourses.com for exclusive access to our launch dates and more information. Hi, and welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. So before we begin, let's take our golden pause. Wherever you are, sit comfortably. If you're seated in a chair, uncross your legs and place your palms open on your lap. If you're seated Indian style on the floor, just go ahead and place your palms open on your lap. And if you're doing something else, whether driving or gardening or whatever, just go ahead and use this as a deep breathing exercise that gets you really present and engaged in what you're doing. All right, so let's go ahead and roll our shoulders up our neck a little bit to our ears and roll them back and down so that we're seated upright, alert, but relaxed. And let's begin to breathe. Breathe in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to expand. And on the exhale, just let go. Let go of any tension you feel. Breathing in again through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand, taking in the fullness of that breath. Go ahead and exhale and let go. This time as you breathe in, breathe in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being, to the tips of your fingers and your toes, to the top of your head, through your core, and exhale and let go. Breathing in this pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being, place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart, and spend a moment thinking of one thing that you feel grateful for. It could be anything. It could be a person, a place, something somebody said to you, just anything. And spend a moment in pure golden gratitude. And as you exhale, just let go a little bit deeper. Breathing in that pure golden gratitude, that feeling of joy to every cell of your being. Ah, just exhale and relax. Taking one last deep breath in of golden gratitude. 
and exhaling and opening your eyes. The golden pause is so powerful. It's so important to take a moment in our lives, in our day, any time throughout our day to just pause and be grateful. It's just a great feeling, isn't it? All right, so I am going to record episode two for you. Take a look at your brain, the Amen Clinics, and the process of the Amen Clinics. I'm going to share with you the process that I went through when I went um, to the Amen Clinic. So first of all, as you might have heard in my introduction, um, I decided that the best way to learn would be to ask the Amen Clinics if they would do my brain scans and ask the Amen Clinics if I could go through the entire process. So that way I could let you know firsthand what it was all about and what it was like. So the first thing they did was they sent me a series of tests and these were online. It was a big... um, pretty big undertaking. So what they want to do is they want to look at your entire life. They want to look at your home and family life. They want to look at your work life. They want to look at your health history and your psychological history. And then they also want to test your brain on certain things. I looked at some pictures and I did some tests. I did all sorts of different cognitive tests. And then they take the accumulation of all those tests and they, um, they put all of that together in an assessment, a total assessment of who you are from your brain health and psychological perspective. So it's very powerful. It's, it takes a little while, I won't lie, but it was really, really um, interesting too. Very, very interesting. You answer a ton of questions. You want to answer those questions very honestly because you want to find out, you know, all the information, you want them to know as much as they can about you as uh, the human being that you are and so they can really do a true and accurate assessment of your brain health. So that's the first thing that they do. Then you go in for your first brain scan appointment. Now they do, um, this isn't an MRI brain scan, this is called a SEPT scan and that's S-C. EPT scan. What they do is they do um, a very simple um, IV of kind of a sugar liquid, some kind of very benign um, liquid that goes into your um, system. You have to have an IV because what they're going to do is the first brain scan in the SEP scan tests brain flow and activity, and it's an active scan. So they have you do this test that gets your brain active, and then they put you in their scanning um, machine, and it's not super closed in or anything. You just keep your eyes closed, but you do have to stay very still for 20 minutes, incredibly still. So I remember thinking when I was in my um, brain scan, my first one, oh my God, I hope my nose doesn't itch. That's what I was thinking, because if you move, you have to start the brain scan all over again. So all I could think of is, please don't let my nose itch. Well, of course, I made it through the first brain scan, and you will too if you decide to do this. And then you you leave that day. Um, then you come back again, working with their imaging specialist the next day, and you do what's called a resting brain scan. They do the same simple IV benign liquid that is just a sugar kind of liquid or whatever it is. It's not any drug or anything. 
just something that helps them to um, view the brain scan. So they do a simple IV in your arm, and then you go in and you, you go into a room and you spend about 20 minutes just resting. Then they put you in the same machine and you do a 20-minute brain scan again. But this time, your brain is relaxed and calm and it's, it's your resting scan. So again, they're testing, they're gonna be seeing the blood flow in your brain. Where is their blood flowing in your brain? So then after that, you make an appointment to come back for your evaluation. And there's two evaluations. Um, you'll pick a doctor, you'll, they'll, they'll um, assign you to a doctor there, a psychiatrist, and you'll go in and your psychiatrist will show you your brain scans, explain everything that's there, and then they also go through your assessments of those tests that you took. It is really, really fascinating. It's so fascinating to see your brain for the first time and then for the doctor to show you all these things about your brain scan that makes so much sense. So in my brain scan, it was, it was super powerful. You know, he, he showed me um, an injury that he thought I might have had as a child in my hippocampus and talked about how that might impact me. Um, he said my brain was very, very healthy looking, and it did look very healthy. They show you um, the comparison of a normal brain scan and your brain scan. So you can see what um, a normal average brain looks like, and then you can see what your brain looks like. So my brain looked really, really healthy. Um, he told me that I'm not going to be prone to dementia, early onset Alzheimer's or dementia, as long as I continue to take care of my brain the way I take care of it now. So we talked about also what my goals were. And, you know, my goals were really all about optimizing my brain health. So like the rest of my um, goals in my life, I just want to have, I want to be living my most vibrant life. And I decided that, you know, having a healthy brain was really prominent piece of that. And I wanted to make sure that my brain um, is very healthy. And so we talked about the things that I might be able to do to increase my prefrontal cortex activity. My prefrontal cortex looked a little bit lazy to him. He said I might want to learn a new language, um, do something that really stretches my brain. Turns out our brain is kind of like our body. You know, we need to exercise it and push it a little harder in order for it to be at maximum capacity use and optimal health. So. Um, I haven't done that yet. I haven't taken a new language yet, but I am reading more and I'm reading um, things that I'm not used to reading. So it kind of perks me up a little bit, gets my attention. He also told me that for me, coffee was really good because it helped to stimulate my prefrontal cortex when I wake up in the morning. And we talked about how um, resilient my test showed up that I am. Now that can't, that wasn't a surprise to him and that's probably not a surprise to you. On a scale of um, one to 10, I was like an 8.6 in resiliency, which is super, super high. And we talked about how my brain as an entrepreneur and creative person looks a little bit different than another person's brain who might have more of a corporate job or an average brain. So I have parts of my brain that are really lit up um, where the, that those parts would not be lit up on, on somebody else that doesn't use those, um, 
higher like creativity aspects of their brain constantly. So I'm exercising that part of my brain, which is why it lights up. He talked about how I don't seem to have a lot of fear. And he wondered, he asked me if that shows up in in my high risk taker. Now, the other part of my brain is that I do have a high reasoning capacity. So I'm actually not a high risk taker. I don't have a lot of fear, but I don't take high risks either. So we talked about that. So moreover, you know, this was very powerful for me because I got some ideas about how I could increase my brain flow and activity level. Um, I got some um, nutritional advice. You put me on some really healthy supplements that would help stimulate my prefrontal cortex and, um, and just, you know, just help me with my aging brain. Very, very powerful stuff. So I just want to say that this process of taking a look at your brain through the Amen Clinics is powerful. And again, I'll just repeat because as we look at our brain as its own independent organ, just like we do our heart, we want to give our brain all that it needs. We want to give our brain all that it needs so that our minds can be as healthy as possible so that we can live our most vibrant, happiest lives. I hope that you have found this episode so interesting and come back for episode three um, when we talk with Zoe Davis about nutrition for your brain. Thank you so much for listening. Come back again. Thanks for listening. Do you want to lead a better, happier life? Introducing the new You Can Be Happy training course. Learn the five principles that will change how you live your life and improve all of your relationships. Learn more at happinesstrainingcourses.com.